Hello and welcome to Hey Habersham. I'm your host, Peter Madruga, and today's my birthday. This is episode four. It's great to see more and more listeners subscribing to the podcast. We are so glad you're here with us. And we're starting to get some nice feedback. So thank you to all of you who took the time to share your thoughts with us. We really appreciate it. Hey Habersham is part of Habersham Education and Research, whose goal is to preserve the history of Habersham County. Visit HabershamHistory.org for more information. And you can subscribe to our podcast. Go to HeyHabersham.com, put in your email address, and you'll get notified each time we drop a new episode. We have some really great ones coming up, and I know you don't want to miss them. While you're at it, let us know what you think. Tell us what you like about our podcast. Send us a suggestion for a topic or a special guest. We'd love to hear from you. Send those thoughts to feedback at HeyHabersham.com. Now, I want to tell you about a couple of projects we're working on. Uh, Here at Hey Habersham, part of our goal is to help preserve the history of Habersham County. And with that goal in mind, we've started a new project. We'd like to make a book of historic photos of Habersham. We need your help, though. If you have any historic photos you'd be willing to allow us to copy for the book, please contact us. This is just one of the ways we're working on preserving the history of Habersham County. Email us, feedback at heyhabersham.com. Another one of the current projects being worked on at Habersham Education and Research is our Mayor's Project. We reached out to each city in Habersham County, Alto, Baldwin, Clarksville, Cornelia, Demarest, Mount Airy, and Tallulah Falls, and asked each of them for a list of mayors. It was surprising to learn that the list of mayors only went back a few decades. Uh, We combined the information provided by those cities with our research, scouring the newspapers to come up with a list of mayors for each city, along with a picture whenever we could find one. And we invite you to go take a look at that. Go to habershamhistory.org slash projects. In fact, while you're there, see if you know one that we're missing or send us a photo of your favorite mayor. And speaking of mayors, today's guest is Mayor of Cornelia, John Barrow. And we sat down with him as he talked about his first year being mayor. Thank you, John, for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, great. I'm glad to be with you. So I want to start off like I do with all my guests and ask, uh, how did you get to Habersham? Good question. We moved here in February of 1983. Um, I was just a, a kid at the time, but... It was my dad's second or third career. He had been in the book publishing industry, selling school books like math and English and science and such to school systems. And when he hit 50, he decided he wanted to get into business for himself. And so we got uh, into the McDonald's world and he became a franchisee. And that's what I grew up doing. And we uh, McDonald's Corporation said, we've got a, uh, an opportunity for you to open a restaurant in a small town in northeast Georgia called Cornelia. And mom and dad said, we'll take it. So they pulled up all their stakes and we moved to Cornelia in February of 83. And that's what I grew up doing. Okay. And then you grew up here in Habersham and you went to Habersham Central? I did. Went to Cornelia Elementary, South Habersham Junior High, Habersham Central, and then went to Georgia Tech okay. after that. Go Jackets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know that community service is important to you. Um, which yep. organizations have you been involved with either in the past or present? Sure. 
Um, we've been in Rotary since 2004, and uh, my dad has been a member. And uh, the Rotary Club of Habersham County is a great organization. The, the motto of Rotary is to put service to others above above yourself. And so I've been in Rotary for a long time. I served as president um, a few years back. I've been on the board for a while. Um, in addition to that, I was on the board of the Chamber of Commerce for several years. Um, there's a, a scholarship foundation the Hilliard Wilbanks Foundation that uh, we give scholarships each year. Been on that for probably five years or more. Um, goodness, a lot of other things that I can't remember at the moment. But it's it, 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 you're exactly right. It's it's a big part. It's a big core value of ours to to give back to the community to be a part of some sort of positive change. And so, uh, for generations, you know, with my dad and mom, and then myself and my family were we're big into um, serving where we can. Okay. Um, well, let me move on to, uh, you mentioned McDonald's. Yeah, sure. Uh, when the pandemic hit, because it's yeah. timely, uh-huh. how, yeah. how did that affect your business? Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm trying to remember the exact date. I think it was something like March 13th of 2020, somewhere in that neighborhood is when everything shut down. The governor set all these orders in place and, um, and the bottom fell out for us. You know, we measure our sales daily across all our restaurants. We've got seven restaurants in Northeast Georgia, um, two of which are in Hambersham County, Cornelia and the Clarksville stores. And we were down by a significant margin, maybe a third or more when that hit, when the governor put the, the shutdown in place, which again was around the 13th of March of 2020, I believe. But the the interesting thing is being a, a fast food, a quick service restaurant, you know, drive through is always a big part of of what we do, a big part of our operations. And so even though sales dropped precipitously at first, within a few months, you know, maybe six to eight weeks, things bounce back fairly quickly for us, whereas they might not have for a typical sit-down restaurant, maybe like a Longhorn or a, a Cracker Barrel or the Mexican restaurants, we were still open in the drive throughs And so we bounced back fairly quickly, and we were serving about the same amount of customers we had before everything hit, but this time it was just in the drive through and we were keeping our dining rooms closed. In fact, most of our dining rooms are still closed. Um, we, we did an experiment a few months ago with opening some of the dining areas, and our customers spoke – not not explicitly, but like nobody was coming in that they didn't want to. They just said we prefer the drive-through; it's more convenient. So we're still closed as of March of as of April of 2021, and I'm sure at some point we'll we'll ramp back up into opening the dining areas. But right now, it's uh, uh, the the customers have told us that's that's not what they're looking for at the moment. Well, uh, I'm very relieved to hear that. In spite of the dip in in-person sales, your walk-in sales, yeah, that you guys were able to be prosperous through the drive-through. It, yeah. it was always a concern of mine throughout the pandemic of seeing any of our businesses have to go under. Oh gosh, yes, yep. But t- tell me this, um, you know, yep. the government's been trying to do their part and provide stimulus money for the employees. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? Has that helped the employees? Okay. Um, I th- Boy, that's a great question. I can only speak from our perspective. Um, I think that the stimulus 
and the the checks and such were were reactionary, but they were necessary to an extent because you had a lot of these restaurants. Just choose a Cracker Barrel, for example. That I mean, ninety percent of their sales were were eliminated hmm. initially, and you know now now a sit down place like that has is open back up and, and they're ramping. But you had a lot of people who were displaced, and so I'm grateful for that. With McDonald's, um, right now we're facing one of our our hardest times in terms of recruiting and hiring people because the there's the benefit of getting the stimulus check is people who have been displaced through jobs have economic security but the the downside of it the the tail side of that coin is that some of them may not be have the incentive Mm. to get out and look for work and that's what we're seeing right now because a lot of our our employees are entry level and let's just say we start at 10 bucks an hour many of those people can make more receiving their check than coming to work and so that's that's the tightrope that we're having to walk right now we're we're in desperate need of people um of employees of any type and one of the great things let me throw this out is i said that you you know we we're an entry-level employer when you come in the door but there's so much opportunity in this industry that if if you just show up to work and you're good with people you're good with your coworkers and customers Within a few years, you can wind up running the place or, or being in management, and at that point, it's no longer entry level. You're making a good living for you and your family. So um, that's one of the great things about our industry is you can come in and really start from scratch, and in a few years, be in a, in a great position. But to circle back to what you're saying, it's it, it's a challenge because it, it's a challenge right now getting people applicants in the door. So uh, we're just having to work through it. Okay. Yep. Sticking to the restaurant subject, um, you're in the restaurant business. Why do you think it's been so difficult to attract sit-down restaurants to Habersham County? That is a great question. Um, I think this is just a a hypothetical. I I don't know if I've got a a real answer, and, and some people may be more fluent in economic development than I might have concrete answers, but I think Habersham may be viewed as more of a peripheral market, and it's not necessarily on the radar of some of the bigger players where they would naturally gravitate towards Buford or Gainesville or something like that. I just think Habersham might be a little too far out to be on any of their radar, and so a lot of what we see is either mom and pop, which is great, and we've got a handful of some of the the bigger brands – you know, we've you've got a Longhorn or you've got, um, you know, the fast foods, the Chick-fil-A, McDonald's and such. But I think anything else would be more independent simply because I don't think we're necessarily on the radar of the decision makers, the gatekeepers at at the higher levels with with, with the bigger restaurants, if that makes any sense. But I'll, I'll, let me tell you this also. We, we've got great restaurants. You know, in Cornelia, we look at Big Daddy's. We've got the new owners of Fenders that are doing a great job. Um, they're working on a new, more upscale restaurant kind of in downtown right at the intersection, kind of right across from the Big Red Apple. So I think we're, we're working on it, and we're, uh, people see what you just commented on. Why, why aren't there nicer restaurants? Why aren't there more restaurants here? I think people are doing it themselves. Yeah, I, I agree. We've, we've got some great restaurants. I just know that uh, people – leave Habersham to go to uh, oh, yeah. on Olive Garden or Red Lobster uh-huh. or an Outback. And I'm thinking of how can we keep the revenue stream here yep. locally? 
you're exactly right. And that's one of the things that I, I try to think of as mayor, you know, not just as a as a resident of Cornelia and Habersham County, not just as a business owner, but but as a mayor in terms of that economic development, what can we do to to bring to number one, keep a lot of the revenue in Habersham, but number two, to bring people into Habersham. Maybe people from White County or Banks County or Stevens would come over to to some of these restaurants. But you're you're exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me move on. You mentioned being mayor. Yep. What led you to the decision to run for mayor? <laughs> so for the longest time, um, the entire family, we've been apolitical, meaning we, we don't take a stand, a public stand on any type of policy. We don't serve like on elected boards. We wouldn't be on a school board or anything like that just because we serve everybody. And if you take some unpopular stance on a position, you could alienate your customer base and so on. Um, so for 30 years, we just kind of thought, no, we're, we're going to volunteer. We're going to serve our community, but elected office is not where we are. But the former mayor of Cornelia, JC Irby had announced that he wasn't going to run again. And uh, a few people said, John, you ought to throw your hat into the ring. And I said, there is no way on God's green earth <laughs> that I will ever do that. No, no. I love Cornelia. I'll volunteer. I'll serve. I'll write some checks, but I'm not going to run for mayor. Well, here we are. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of it came from, you know, I think I was looking at the long-term potential of Cornelia thinking, you know, this is, this could be a jewel for Northeast Georgia. Cornelia could, if we were to think longer term, you know, 10 years and 20 years and 50 years, even into the future of what do we need to to make this a great community, to set ourselves up for success. And so the more I started to think about that, I thought, well, well, what the heck, go ahead and run for mayor. You know, I talked it over with my wife and talked it over with other people and bounced the idea and, and uh, said, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So that's, that's how I got here. Okay. It had to be a relief to be unopposed in there. Correct. Correct. I think I got 90, 8.8% of the vote. There are, <laughs> there are like five write-ins. <laughs> but yeah, I went unopposed. That's Thank funny. God, because that whole thing of campaigning and self-promotion, that's uh, spare me from all that business. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, now that you're there, tell me this. Yes, sir. What are the most important things you hope to accomplish during your tenure? Oh, um, you know, we've got a really good staff in the city. Um, the city manager's a great guy that downtown development lady she's really spot on and so we've got the pieces in place to execute i hope at a, at a fairly high level so um from a community standpoint from a mayor standpoint we've got a lot of these infrastructure things that are in the works you know there's a new city hall new fire department water plant the water um water treatment plant just came online a few months ago which should serve the community for like 50 years. Wow. Um, we're going to need to look at doing something with our waste water treatment facility, but those type of infrastructure things, roads and bridges, I think if we're responsible with that, we can, th those are kind of the building blocks that we can build a better future upon. And the better future would be attracting other businesses, helping people to start their, whatever, start a new restaurant or start a, retail establishment or a hotel or a, or whatever. I mean, I, I don't care what it is. There's so many ideas out there. And so just, just the idea of having the, the infrastructure in place and then working on economic development, attracting new businesses, encouraging the businesses that are already in place 
um, are, are big ideas for me. And then uh, being a good partner to the school system, because without schools, you're not going to attract new businesses. And it's, it's uh, we're not serving our citizens properly if we don't have a good school system, which we do. And so I want Cornelia to be a good partner with the school system. So those are kind of the high level things that, that I think through. Right. Well, that's a good point. And you mentioned as mayor, yeah. you probably have a view of what's going on more so than your average citizen. And I'm wondering, is there such a thing as a, a business that we need more than another right now? Is there? Right. Uh, good question. I think uh, there's probably tremendous potential for a new hotel, which is honestly, it's it's in the works right now. There, there are people trying to figure that out. Um, we need a lot new of new housing. So whether it's apartments, a subdivision, um, single family homes, townhomes, anything like that, I, I would say that's probably the biggest need. And so you're saying is that a business? Not necessarily, um, but but residential is a real big need for the south end of the county and for Cornelia. Um, Boy, I could probably rattle off half a dozen ideas of things that um, that would be beneficial to, to people who live in Habersham County. But I, I think that's the main stuff right now would be we need more um, we need more, more places for people to live and a hotel or two. Because a lot of times, like if let's just say Piedmont is doing some sort of sports tournament or a graduation or something, the hotels get filled up so quickly here in town that they're having to, the overflow is going to Gainesville. The overflow is going down to commerce just to get enough hotel rooms. So that's a big need right now. Goodness. And is it fair to, to say that if we need more housing, that the city's growing? Yes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you find to be the most challenging part of being mayor? You know, uh, every day I'm learning something new and it's, it's not like a private business where if I just decide to do something, you know, it's my business and I can make the decision, you know, I'm going to sell cheeseburgers for a nickel today or whatever. Being the mayor, I'm always having to think through what benefits the the residents of Cornelia. Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right path to go down? And so I'm having to continually educate myself with any number of issues, whether it's water, whether it's roads, whether it's lost, which is, you know, the one cent sales tax that goes every six years in the county, any number of those things. So it's, it's, I'm always having to learn and I'm always having to think through. And a lot of times there, there's laws and legislation in place. And I guess that's what I'm thinking. I need to understand fully the implications and what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do because laws exist and says, no, Cornell, you can't do this or yes, you can, but it has to be done a certain way. So that's, that's kind of the biggest thing, but it's, it's been great so far. That's super. Yeah. Uh, The city of Cornelia was recently the unfortunate victim of ransomware. Yeah. Tell me about the moment you found out about it. You know, it was, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was in December, maybe, it was right around Christmas, New Year's, and the city manager, Dee Anderson, called up and said, all right, hey, Mayor, you, you need to know that uh, we've gotten some email and some ransom demand, and we're following all the rules and all the compliance that, you know, the first step is you call 
some governing agency in the state. I don't even know who it was, but it says we're following the protocols. It might have been like the GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation or something. And they come in and they say, you know, these are the steps you need to follow. And this is what you do. Do not pay anybody anything. Can you get your data back? Mostly, entirely, somehow. And so we've got an, an IT guy in the city who's, who does a bang up job and he was able to get backups and that type of thing. So no ransom was paid, um, but it was very inconvenient for <laughs> about a month. I mean, it, it and no sensitive information was leaked out, not like a, any taxpayers info or anything like that. But when it came to running the city, like water bills and property taxes and that type of thing, it was a challenge. So there was about a month delay for everything, but we've fixed the problem and hopefully we've taken measures. We have taken measures to make sure it doesn't happen again. But you know, those hackers seem to have a tendency to want to be one step ahead of everybody else. Uh, who first coined the name mayor McCheese? <laughs> oh gosh. I, you know, uh, for for anybody listening that doesn't remember, McDonald's had these fictional characters through the 70s and 80s. You know, of course, the, the main one being Ronald McDonald, but there are these other ones. There's um, the Fry Guys and Hamburglar and Grimace. But one of them was uh, the mayor. His name was Mayor McCheese, and he was a quarter pounder with cheese. And they had a sheriff or the police chief. His name was Officer Big Mac. So when I declared my intent to run for mayor – Immediately, all my high school friends just started texting, hey, Mayor McCheese, that type of thing. <laughs> um, but it, it seemed like a natural uh, connection right there. So my friends, but I mean, any number of people have come up with it on their own as well. So it's, Mayor McCheese is kind of stuck. <laughs> okay. What's next for you? Do you have any higher political aspirations? Lord, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um I'm, I'm happy right where I am and trying to make a, a good difference for Cornelia. And um, I think I, I have no idea how long I'll stay running for mayor. I mean, it might be as long as the taxpayers will have me or it might be, you know, after end of this term, you know, we sit down with the family and say, well, we, we've done our job and hopefully left Cornelia better than we found it. I, I don't know, you know, one term or two or five from you tell me okay but but nothing higher than this okay at your inauguration you happen to have former mayors jc irby and don higgins how yeah. had that feel having them there oh it was, it was great you know um having those two there don higgins was mayor when i was when we moved to town you know since the early 80s and i think he's the longest serving mayor of cornelia for maybe 30 years 28 30 years maybe and uh, having those two legacies, and, and there was one in between, it was Margaret Ballard, who unfortunately passed away maybe 10 years ago. But having those two there to kind of uh, symbolically pass the baton was, was a really neat experience. And do, you, uh, do they offer advice to you or do they offer to you, you know, be able to reach out to them and ask for advice? Oh, sure. Sure. I've got both of their numbers. And if, if I need something, I'm always uh, welcome to call, they've told me. So... Uh, yeah, they're accessible and, and have uh, experience and wisdom that I don't have yet. Okay. Uh, we know about John Barrow, the mayor and businessman. What do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, uh, well, if right you have now, any. 
<laughs> don't have much these days. Um, we've got uh, four kids at home, three boys and a girl, and the boys are eight, six, four, and the baby girl's one and a half, and that keeps us busy. But uh, aside from that, I snowboard. Hey, Peter. What was and, your favorite uh, mountaintop? Oh, gosh. Uh, we do some crazy stuff. We go out to Canada or Alaska. Well, we do some backcountry things. And so there's a group of eight of us, me and my friends, and we'll go out and do these crazy snowboarding adventures and videotape them and take pictures and have a big time. Have you ever done any of that hella skiing? Yes. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, let me move on to uh, some final questions. Sure. First of all, is there anything... I haven't asked you about that you'd like to share. Oh, um, I don't think so. I think you've covered most of it. You know, a, a lot of people w- with my, I'm now into my second year or I've passed the one year anniversary. So I'm now into year two. Um, they'll ask, what do you think of it? And it's, uh, it's great so far. It really is. It's, it's not often that you get to be part of a city helping to make generational decisions and you know sometimes at the city hall meetings people show up and complain about dogs barking next door or their road needs to be paved and that's that's great too i mean i signed up for it and that's that's what it takes to help make a city better but the the big picture the vision type of things of who are we going to be in 30 years is really exciting to me and and we get to really think through some of that and and start to execute those things so it's great so far have you ever thought about putting together another time capsule uh, <laughs> that would be a great idea. I haven't thought about it, but that would be fun, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last two questions. Sure. What do you like the most about Habersham County? You've been here since 1983 and you haven't left? Right. I would say the people. Most everybody is helpful and genuine and friendly, wanting the best for themselves and their family. And so that's that's really great. But I really love where we are in the state. Uh, you know, if you want to go to the big city, it's an hour, hour and a half south of here, but it's nothing like the big city. Um, we've got the foothills of the mountains. We've got nature. We've got lakes and all the other stuff that you'd want to have. But if you want to drive half an hour south to Gainesville or an hour and a half south to Atlanta, it's all right there without being too far away. But it's far enough where you don't have to deal with all the the city problems, traffic and pollution and high taxes and that type of thing. Once again, uh, that was City of Cornelia Mayor John Barrow, a.k.a. Mayor McCheese. Hey, what are your thoughts? Send an email to feedback at heyhaversham.com. We'd love to know what you think. As a reminder, part of our mission is to help preserve the history of Haversham County, and we are doing that through our projects. We mentioned that we're kicking off the Historic Book Project. We've done the Homecoming Queens the mayor of Habersham County, and we need your help with that. And uh, we've got some other things planned as well. So uh, come check us out, heyhabersham.com or habershamhistory.org. We'd love your participation. You play a big role in how we can help preserve the history of Habersham County, and we appreciate your help. And that's our show. See you next time. Have a great day.